0: I want to give you a Reader's Digest version of what history is all about. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He then placed Adam and Eve on the earth and made them stewards over the whole planet. But when they disobeyed, they surrendered their stewardship into the hands of Satan, God's arch enemy. From that day until this, the whole world has been the domain of Satan. It is still God's world of creation or by creation, but Satan has usurped God's authority and set up a counter kingdom to the kingdom of God. And from that day until this, the earth has been the central battlefield in a war between those or these two competing kingdoms. But that's not the whole story. There's more. Once the world fell into enemy hands, God determined to win it back at any cost. That meant sending his message through kings and prophets and priests and poets. It meant raising up an entire nation uh, through whom he would bless the earth. But ultimately, it meant that he himself had to enter. Listen to this one. Are we are we okay with the lights? Okay. Listen to this one. But ultimately, it meant that he himself had to enter the conflict. In order to wrest the world back from Satan, God entered the human race and the person. Somebody say amen. Of his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. That story is very familiar to you. Perhaps you are not used to thinking about him as God's ultimate blow against Satan. When Jesus was crucified, it appeared that Satan might win. Indeed, for 36 hours, it seemed certain that he had won. That the battle was over and God had been decisively defeated. Then... Sunday came, and with it, the empty tomb and the risen Savior, suddenly it became clear to everyone, even to Satan, that Jesus was a victor in the great battle to reclaim the earth. And I'm glad that we're going into this wonderful, wonderful holiday where we celebrate Christmas and, of course, Jesus Christ's coming. I got to thinking about that Jesus born in a barn to save the world you know this is a strange way to save the world through a baby through a virgin through by having a carpenter and all the things that went on at Christmas Well, there was a song that was written several years ago, and and I picked up on that song and enjoy it. I want you to listen to the song, and then we're going to share with you five things that I believe you'll enjoy concerning what a strange way to save the world.
1: Have been surprised Where this road had taken him Cause never in a million lives Would he have dreamed of Bethlehem And standing at the manger He saw with his own message from the angel come to light. And Joseph said, why me? I'm just a lowly shepherds at his birth. But Joseph knew the reason love had to reach so far. And as he held
0: that song it's okay it's okay strange way to save the world if you do not have a copy of the outline of the sermon pre please raise your hand and uh, we'll make sure you get one want everyone to have a copy A Strange Way to Save the World, a tribute to the song, the Christmas song, A Strange Way to Save the World, written by David or Dave Clark, Mark Harris, and Don Couch. What a song. What a thought. Let's look at this song in depth. Joseph said, why me? Joseph? Not a king. He was just a simple man. He was a basic blue-collar guy, (laughs) just a carpenter. I want to look at Joseph for just a moment. Joseph was a praying man. I believe that Joseph prayed. I searched and searched and searched and searched. I couldn't find a verse of Scripture that said Joseph prayed, but I'm sure he prayed once it was announced to him that uh, Mary was pregnant Uh, then the Bible says he did not know her until after Jesus was born I'm sure he was a praying man I think Joseph was a patient man he never acted rashly Matthew chapter 1 let's look at some scripture I love the story of the birth of Christ, and Matthew says it this way. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother, Mary, was betrothed or engaged to Joseph, before they came together, she was found the child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her public, ex- public example, was minded to put her away secretly. from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. I love this word, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, Did as the angels of the Lord commanded him, and took to him his wife, and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. He was a praying man, he was a patient man, he also was a pious man. Most of us remember how that he took Jesus to the temple to make sure that he was dedicated to the Lord and All the things that were commanded of the Lord, it was said. And also, he was a protective man. Matthew 2, 13 and 14. This is the flight from Egypt. Notice what it says, beginning with verse 13. Now, when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise. Take the young child and his mother. Flee to Egypt and stay there until I bring you word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and he departed for Egypt. Aren't you glad that he protected Jesus Christ? Joseph, he was a simple man. Joseph, as I said, was a, just a carpenter. But he also was pious. He was a protective man. He protected his wife. He protected his son, God's only son, and suck and also Joseph received God's promise. Can you imagine standing there in that stable and holding that baby and looking into his eyes and his face, knowing that he was a promise? that this was a fulfillment of God's holy covenant? Why me, Joseph said. And then secondly, why him? With all the rulers in the world. uh, Unto us a child is born. I love Isaiah 9 and 6. For unto us a child is born, and to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Notice these names Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Wow. I want to say those again. He should be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Jesus Christ was hope for the hopeless. He was help for the helpless. Jesus Christ was born to do what he's doing for us today in this service. As Brother Larry challenged us to come, and I challenge you to come to him because he knows how to help. Four reasons why uh, Jesus Christ became flesh. I love these four. Follow me briefly. In order to save us by reconciling us with God. We were alienated. And yet Jesus Christ, through his atonement, brought us back in relationship with God. Secondly, so we uh, might know his great love. I want to know that love. And the only way we could have known the love of God is for Jesus Christ to have come as a baby. Introduced to this world so we might know him, and throughout his life. What a display of love. What a display of compassion. So the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and then forth to make us partakers of the divine nature of God himself. Boy, that's big. four reasons, and there are more. And though a child he claimed to be older than time and greater than death, And that he was. Why me, Joseph said. Why him? Why not some great king? Why not some royal somebody here in this stable? Let me tell you the protocol and tradition that happens when a royal baby is born. The Duke and Duchess of Sussex have a list of traditions and protocols to adhere to with the birth of their baby. Number one, royal babies are born at St. Mary's Hospital. Two, royal couples must use the royal gynecologist. I doubt there was a royal gynecologist in that table. Despite royal, royal babies being born under some of the best care in the world and in private wards fit with award-winning chefs, listen to this, Speedy Wi-Fi, you're know, in as a Wi-Fi and the stable essentially, I doubt it. And a champagne list. Oh, hallelujah. My, my, yes, these really are all available in St. Mary's private birth and suite. The royal family enlists the help of their own doctor. Thirdly, the queen must be first, must be first to know about the birth. Unlike civilians who are known to jump at the chance to share their happy news with anyone and everyone following the birth of their child, when it comes to the news that a royal baby has been born, it is protocol that the queen must be told first and foremost. The first to hear the birth of Jesus Christ was not a king or a queen, or some royal individual, but shepherds on the hillside. Aren't you glad that Jesus chose the lowly people? Oh, it's, it's just exciting. And also the birth announcement and the town choir. Following the arrival of the new royal baby, doctors will sign the birth announcement, which was once handwritten, but is now typed, before it is driven to Buckingham Palace and displayed on an easel near the palace gates for the public to see. The baby's gender, time of birth, and a confirmation that baby and mom are doing okay, and only then can the news break on the family's Twitter and Facebook. Jesus' birth was, was not announced on Twitter. It was not announced on Facebook from seven came the angels and announced the birth of Jesus Christ. In the royal announcements, uh, Tony Appleton, the unofficial town crier, will announce the baby's birth. Tradition of an enlisting the help of the town crier dates back to the medieval times when most people were not able to read or to write. The town crier, the town crier, not for Jesus, angels. Why me, Joseph said? Why him? Why here? Of all the places, not in some castle, not in some clean hospital, but here in this stable. First of all, a stable is cold. Can you imagine Not warm, not heated. Christ comes to us in our hopelessness when we are lost. So this baby was born not in a nice warm room, but in a cold building. Not only is it cold, it's dark, dark. Jesus comes to us in our darkness. He is introduced to us when we can't see because he, my friend, is a light. Of the world. It is cold. It is dark. And we're living in a time. Of great spiritual darkness. And the church needs to let Jesus Christ. Shine forth as a great light. It was cold. It was dark. And it was dirty. I was raised on a farm in Sampson County. We had stables. They were dirty. They were not clean. Christ comes to us in all of our mess, in all of our filthiness. No matter how bad we've been or how bad we are, no matter if our families are mess, our life's a mess, Jesus comes in and he cleanses, and he makes us whole. Why me, Joseph said? Why her? Why year? Or I mean why him? Why here? And then why her? She's just an ordinary girl. No princess, no royalty. Someone said she was a teenager. Mary was a young girl, probably only about 14 years old, when the angel Gabriel came to her. Mary was an ordinary Jewish girl engaged to a carpenter certainly named Joseph. Yet, God changed the world through Mary. Allow me to read, if you will, this great song of Mary. I love it. This mother of Jesus. And Mary said, Luke chapter 1, verse 46 through 55. And Mary said, my soul. Can you imagine? God chose her to give birth to the Savior. Of the world, she says, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior. For he has regarded the lowly state of his maidservant. For behold, henceforth, all generations, Mary said, will call me blessed, not elevated over Christ, but call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. Amen? Can you say that with Mary? Holy is the name of Jesus. Mary goes on to say in verse 50, and his mercy is on those who fear him. From generation to generation, he has shown great strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud. Uh Uh-oh in the imagination of their hearts. He has put down the mighty from their thrones and exalted the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things. Got to say it again. Been there, experienced experienced it every day of my life. He has filled the hungry with good things, but you got to hunger, you got to want it. You got to desire it, you got to crave for it. Like the psalmist says, I crave. And the rich he has sent away empty. Okay. He'll fill you if you have a desire. He'll fill you if you humble yourself. But if we are rich and proud and arrogant and not receptive, we will go away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham to his seed forever. Mary. Mary. The mother of Jesus. Why me Joseph said. Why him. This baby. A baby. Why here. This stable. Why her. Why these things. Let me end with this last few statements. God in his love reached out to us with the most valuable and precious thing he has. And that was his son. Love reached Zacchaeus. You say, Brother Don, when he reached me, this man that was rich, the man that was a leader in his community, the man that ran ahead and climbed up in a sycamore tree, Come down, Zacchaeus. Jesus reached all the way up into that sycamore tree and even to Zacchaeus' house. Zacchaeus. And you think about the Samaritan woman. I must needs be go by Samaria. Rejected. Half-breed. Woman. Come to the well. And Jesus, sitting there, reached out to her. With love. With love. Think about these people that's recorded in the Bible. Yet, yeah, but the thousands and tens of thousands and the hundreds of thousands and the millions of people down through the ages that our Savior has reached out and certainly touched their lives. Dying on a cross. Bleeding his last was a crook, a common thief, no hope. But Jesus Christ reached those arms out across those crosses and he touched him, changed his life, and said to this man that was dying today, thou should be with me in paradise. And then they bring a woman that was caught in the very act of adultery. Threw her down at the feet of Jesus. What are you going to do with her? She should die. In fact, the law, Moses' law, the law that you abide by, said that she should be stoned. Can love reach all the way down and touch our life? Can love reach all the way down and touch your life? Sure it can. There's a reason why all of these things took place. And there's a reason why that God Almighty chose a strange way to save the world. Doesn't matter who we are. Doesn't matter what we've done or have not done. He reaches all the way down. And this very woman that was supposed to have been stoned. And everyone left because Jesus gave the great challenge. He, without sin, catched the first stone. Each one left. They threw their stones down. Boom. I could almost hear them hit, hitting the ground one by one, those stones. And Jesus rose up from his riding on the ground. And he looked around and he said, where are Thine accusers. I don't know whether she had a smile on her face or not. I'm sure sure, in some way she was joyful. How can Jesus reach down to a woman caught in the very act of adultery but Jesus looked at her no doubt with a smile on his face and he said this that he said to one of us neither do I condemn thee Go and sin no more. Brother Don, I don't want him to reach down to me. you got to come to him. you got to be willing to get rid of your pride. you got to get rid of all the things that would hinder you from getting to Jesus Christ. As Brother Larry said so appropriately this morning, whether it's at this altar, whether it's at your seat, it may be when you're kneeling down beside of your bed. We have a friend that hasn't been to church in a good while. His name is Morris Westbrook. No kin. But he came to this church for years. He needs our prayers. He had a great testimony. I wish I could remember the make and model of the car he got saved in. No one remembers, I guess. But he testified. I got saved in an old 49 Ford, whatever it was. In the backseat of an old 49. Let me tell you, it doesn't matter where you are. (laughs) Jesus Christ can reach down and touch your life. Miss Judy played that beautiful song for the offertory. When my Savior reached down for me, I was lost and undone without God or his son. But he reached way down. As he reached down for you, he's reaching. All you got to do is just reach up and touch him. All you have to do is by faith receive him. All you have to do is by faith believe on him, confess him. If you don't know Jesus Christ, confess him. As their singers come, Father, we love you today. We thank you, dear God, for the powerful testimony of your Word, the powerful testimony that Jesus Christ, our Savior, is reaching down to us. Lord, I pray for every man, every woman, every young person here in this place today. Search our hearts. May we not leave this building today unscathed or untouched by your spirit. May we not leave like we came. May we be challenged by your spirit. And we be obedient to your spirit. In Jesus' name. I speak Jesus' powerful song. The Bible says in St. John, chapter 1, and in verse 14, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Forgive me. And we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. If you need anything, speak Jesus. God, this song's powerful, folks. I
2: just want to speak the name of Jesus
0: to every, every dark addiction. and sing it let's worship let's enter into the presence of God in a special way let the Lord touch us this morning speak that name praise that name adore that name lift up the name of Jesus Just think it. Speak it. Jesus. Father. Say it. Jesus. Your name Jesus. Name. Your name God. My God. Your name God. Shine through the shadows. Burn in my heart like fire. I want you to know the altar's open. I want to ask the praise team, or the I'm sorry, the uh, prayer team, if they will, to come and stand. If you have a special need, be open, be honest. But if all of our prayer team will come and stand, Brother Matt, this is a powerful song. Thank you. I want to thank you all for providing us this wonderful music. Thank you so much. I want to thank Michael and and Chris and Rick and Tammy, all of them for helping provide this wonderful sound and, and videos. Appreciate it. But now we're in the presence of God, and we're going to praise Him. And so as we're standing here, come. If you'd like to, just to come and stand behind Him or come and say, pray for me concerning this. Let's sing this song. I speak Jesus, come on, receive from the Lord, receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, receive healing from the Lord, oh it's here, speak healing, speak deliverance, I believe that God answers and, let me wait just a minute holy ghost have your way holy spirit of God have your way holy spirit of God holy, of God. holy anointing of God there's an anointing in this place today Holy anointing of God. Kima Taishandakata Yada Makasha. Hallelujah. We worship you, Lord. Jesus. Lama Tayada Bokushatana. Amen. Hallelujah. There's a sweet spirit here this morning. Holy Spirit, have your way. Hallelujah. Begin to praise the Lord in that heavenly language, folks. He's so real here this morning. Y Matayaraboko Shanda Kapayan by Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Bless your name, <clears throat> Hallelujah. Bless your name. Your name is power. Name is Go ahead, folks. Your name Sing it again. Your name, Your name is power. Oh yeah.
2: every
0: the You know, I believe this morning that God certainly heals, minister to people by proxy. I think that God—I don't—you know—if somebody's lazy and they won't get to church and they want you to pray for them, you know, it's like they'll the old guy that every night his wife would pray. I mean, just pray and pray. And he'd lay on the couch and every once in a while he'd wake up with one eye open. He'd say, grant it, Lord, grant it, Lord. That went on for week after week. One night she said, let me tell you something. You get out here and pray. Let me lay on that couch and grant it for a while. I mean, if you just want to grant it, I mean, you just want to be, but if, if, if someone can't be at the church, if, you, if someone that's not even in Durham, if, if you have a special need for someone that needs special prayer, that needs a touch in their life, uh, I, want to, I just felt led to pray for you. Would you just lift your hand, just hold it up high so I can see it. Okay, we have hands here, hands here, hands here. Okay, come on. Someone sick, it's in your family. Someone that needs prayer. Uh, we want to come on, we're going to believe the Lord. Just lift up that hand. Let's hold it up for a minute. Let's hold it up for a minute. Come on. Reach out and touch the Lord by faith right now. Come on. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, you hid you healed people in the Bible by proxy. And we're praying for everybody every relative, every loved one, every friend, every co-worker. We pray for those that are not here today. We pray, God, that you might visit them with a powerful healing. (laughs) Deliver them. Set them free. Make them whole. (laughs) In Jesus' name. hallelujah visit that home visit that room visit that hospital visit Lord that rest home wherever they are Lord visit them lay your hands on them as we hold them up in prayer by faith in Jesus name Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We're going to continue to pray. You feel free to just pray or you feel free to be dismissed. God bless you. Thank you so much for coming.